It's 19 away from 6. Fact, rumour, scrutiny, suggestion. The Huddle. Right on The Huddle with me this evening, we have Josie Pagani and David Farah. Hello, you two. Hello, hello. David, what's going wrong with Christopher Lux and why can't he, why can't he cut through? Um, I have a theory, and it's the government's fault. <laughs> you get to laugh at this. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to explain leaders, yourself. Opposition leaders tend to go up in the polls when they're getting a chance to talk about their policies, their vision. But the trouble we've had this year is National's actually released lots of policies, but almost every day there's a government scandal, there's a minister under fire, a minister being sacked. So what you see on the news every <laughs> night is Christopher Luxon attacking, criticising the government yeah. rather than saying, this is my vision for New Zealand. So <laughs> I partly take it cheap, but I think there's a serious thing out there. Well, I think there's part of the challenge. We just have to be relentlessly saying, this is my vision yeah. for New Zealand. These are our policies. Right, so basically what you're arguing he's, is, is that he's Mr Negative, not Mr Ambitious at the moment. Well, well, well I, I think he is ambitious, it. but I think that some people see opposition leaders always are seen as Mr Negative. Yeah. And, and it's quite a challenge. Jacinda broke out of that. John Key broke out of that. And I think that's his challenge because it's very difficult when there is so much crappy stuff happening yeah. not to be just constantly responding to that. Okay. Josie, what do you think of David's labour-hating theory? Yeah, yeah, excellent spin there, David. Uh, blame the government for Christopher Luxon's unpopularity. Um, but I, I, look, I don't think I agree that he's been particularly negative, actually. I don't think that's his fault or his problem. Um, I think you're right. He's been rolling out policies. Part of the problem is that the policies are kind of the classic hits for National. They're the same things that we expect to hear, you know, low tax, tough on crime, and so on. Every now and then he's had a policy that's kind of been a bit different, like the early childhood education, where you go, oh, that's Labour territory. Wow, he's taking his tanks onto Labour labor ground. Um, but I think the main problem is that he just looks like Christopher Luxon from management, whereas Christopher Hitchens looks like, you know, Chippy from Upper Hut. And in the end, we prefer the guy from Upper Hut than the guy from management. And he just looks like the next thing that comes out of his mouth is going to be, and the corporate synergy workshop begins in 15 minutes. (laughs) He he just looks a little bit corporate. So he's got to kind of be himself, because I think he is a corporate guy, and that's fine, and, and embrace that, but also just relax a bit and less of the kind of management sort of synod, corporate synergy right. language. David? Just, just on the chippy from Upper Hut, though, interesting in that News Hub poll, though, is he was only on 23% preferred Prime Minister, and that's historically very low yeah. for an incumbent Prime Minister, mm. right? He's 7% ahead of Luxon only. Now, PMs are usually always yep. ahead, so I don't think it's about that Luxon's just low in the poll. Actually, both... Yeah, no, David, but you, you've, struck on, you've, you've struck on something here, because so I, I crowdsourced earlier, right, what's going wrong for Chris Luxon, and some of the texts that came through said it's the problem with it. He, he's just got a, a, a media that's got a problem with him. There will be an element of that as well, right? Yeah, there's absolutely always an element of that. And and I'm not actually a big... I don't think preferred PM is a particularly important thing. You know what's really important? Party vote. Nationals is up 10 since the election. Labor's is down 15 since since the election. Yeah. Helen Clark had like minus 8% preferred Prime Minister you know, in her early days. Yeah. Jim Bolger, even I, as I, Prime I Minister, I don't even think it's... I don't think it's a major problem for him either, Heather, because I think that neither 
Chris Hipkins or Chris Villaxon are, you know, overwhelmingly popular. So it's not like he's facing. Uh, I agree. No, I agree. In her popularity. I think what I what I was trying to say earlier, and I didn't articulate it very well, Josie. But what I was trying to say is, when you've got you have got a poll that's bad for both of them, right? That you've got the prime minister's personal per- popularity historically low for a prime minister, and Luxon's got a bad number. Everybody just focuses on Luxon. That becomes the story. So he's kind of got a he, he's he's kind of up against it. He needs to figure out how to break out of this, right? Yeah, and, and I think this is where I, I think all along it, it works well for him and National when they when they do move their tanks into Labour territory. So if you had Christopher Luxon suddenly talking, using language like, you know, we're worried about inequality, we're going to do this about it, we're going to make yeah. sure we take all New Zealanders with us, you kind of go, wow, a bit like, um, you know, only Nixon could go to China, only only Nixon could go to communist China and, and fix the relationship between the US and China. And I feel that way with Christopher Luxon. If he came up with a policy, like a tax switch, where he said, I'm going to, you know, have a tax-free yeah, it's got a surprise. at the bottom, it would be, people would go, wow, that's yeah. amazing, I, I'm going to vote for him even though I'm not a national voter. Yeah. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, I kind of I kind of break out of the narrative. I kind of get with that. Okay, we'll come back to you guys in just a tick for the huddles back with us, David Farrah, Joseph Bagani. Okay, Josie, you tuning in for the Gore meeting tomorrow? Oh my gosh, isn't this incredible? So that so that they're saying things like this is the the, the councillors, the actions of the mayor in recent weeks have led to difficult decisions and we request his resignation. And you're thinking, what actions of yes. the mayor? Like we've just got no idea what's going on there. Yes. And you know, in a democracy you can elect I mean, someone in pre-war Ukraine in Odessa once elected as mayor, someone dressed as Darth Vader. Well, if they elected <laughs> someone dressed as Darth Vader, he's the mayor. So um, I, I don't know what they think, what kind of constitutionally they think they're doing by calling for his resignation. And how on earth has it got this bad? Oh, that, you see, the thing is, David, they're going to have to, t- we haven't got any real details of what he's done wrong. They're going to have to front up, aren't they, tomorrow at this meeting? Well, I think if there were details, we would have heard them by now. I think this is horribly backfiring on them because it's just an overreach. He's been in for six months. You're trying to sack him. You can't specify what. It's quite possible that 23-year-old doesn't have all the relationship skills that someone might essential have. But what this looks like is bullying. Basically, he won by eight votes. The former mayor and CE were, were a strong team together. And... You know, there's now, what, 3,000 people have signed the petition to sack the CE. We've heard that there's been 20 years of bullying at the council. Um, I think it, it's going to backfire. And if anyone's actually going to end up leaving, it's not going to be the mayor. I think it's going to be other people. Oh, well, we're all going to tune in for our afternoon tea, aren't we, at quarter past three? And they can't them anyway, too. It, no. It, it's a, mm. it, it's a no, David, the only thing, let's be... Say, we don't like you. The only thing that they can do, let's be honest, is basically embarrass him to the point where he doesn't want the job anymore, right? He's hanging on, though, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he's determined yeah. to stay, and, and good on him. I mean, he is a young guy, um, and he wants to see it through. Yeah, I mean, what would happen is that the government and uh, Minister Kieran McEnulty will step in if it gets if it gets completely dysfunctional. If they can't um, function as a council and do their statutory duties, then the government steps in. Yeah, That's a pretty right. high bar. I think we're a wee way from that. But yeah, I think this. I think you're right, David. This is backfiring on on um, uh, Stephen Parry and the council. It just looks like bullying. And my solution, if it gets that far, is they. You can only sack the entire council, not part of it. Sack the council yep. and appoint the mayor as a commissioner. The mayor. 
give him then give him two years. <laughs> Jeez, that really yeah, is no backfiring. No more governor general, why not? Okay, yeah. President. Um, David, I, I am starting to believe, or I'm coming around to the, the theory that Grant is deliberately under-promising for the budget and he's going to over-deliver and he's going to surprise yeah. us with some cash. What do you reckon? Tax cuts, absolutely. Yes. I think that is yes. correct. Um, it, it, it will be a modest amount. They don't want to have inflationary. If I had to pick anything, I'd say it will be sort of, you know, at, at the the the, the Bottom threshold, they might even do a tax-free threshold. That's yes. very expensive. Or like a little tax brackets thingy, eh? What do you reckon, Josie? Yeah, I grew up in the in the political school of Jim Anderton, and the one rule he had was at a political meeting, you always put out not enough chairs. And then it looks like more people are turned yes. up than you actually anticipated. And I think that's exactly what's going on here. You're right, Heather. I think the spending will be on infrastructure, um, I think there'll be something around tax, like a tax-free threshold or something uh, that is either a, a targeted handout or something like that. But there will be something that surprises us, and it will be around infrastructure or a cash handout. Oh, tax. good from both of you. You've warmed me up from him. Okay, we'll ask him about them. We'll hit him with them. Thank you. Uh, David Farah, Kiwi Blog and Curia Pollster. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.